Hi, this is Kathy with God in the Grief, the podcast for those that are grieving a loss, whether it is a death, a divorce, a lost job, lost dreams, a loss of any kind can give us grief. And so if you want to be able to get through your grief in a positive way that makes you stronger, that allows you to help others and gives God the glory, then you have come to the right place. This is a biblically-based podcast. I have found that God's Word is alive and powerful, and it has carried me through many, many hard times. And so I want to encourage you to pick up your Bible and read along with me as I share scriptures with you. So this is episode number 66 called Decluttering Emotions. So I have found that in life in general, Clutter can take up important room, and it also causes you to easily lose things. And in my grief, I found that I needed to clean up the multitude of thoughts and get a hold of what was going to really help me because I didn't want to get lost somewhere in my emotions. So with our material things, we might think, well, someday I might need that. Or like me, you're very sentimental and you want to keep it because there's an emotional attachment to it. But sometimes we need to let go of emotional attachments to make a clean spot for God to come and work. So I'll give you an example of something I thought of when I was thinking of this emotional attachment. So I have a really good friend that I went to kindergarten through high school with. Even after I moved away and got married, we remained friends, and we're still good friends to this day. And one time, my friend, probably when I was in my 20s, gave me this little quilt that she had done. I like cats, so it had a little cat on it, and it was just like a little door hanging. And so I hung that on my bedroom door. Well, three kids later, she comes up to visit me, and here is this quilt hanging that she had made still stuck to my door from years and years and years ago. And she was like, you still have that? Well, that does happen sometimes. We just cling to something because it's familiar, because we have some kind of an attachment to it. But we don't want Jesus to walk through our heart house and look at something and say, wait a minute, you still have that attitude? You're still clinging to that past issue and you're not letting it go, we don't want to hang on to some emotional attachments that are going to be harmful to us. There are some things that we need to let go. So like I said, I like to go to the word for my examples because they're alive, real, true examples. And this example includes an example of Jesus. What did he do when his life got really cluttered? So let's go to Mark 6 and read in that chapter to see what is going on with Jesus and his cluttered life at this point in time. Mark 6 and verse 1, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? the brother of James and Joses and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters just with us today? And they were offended at him. 
And Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. So I'm going to pause there for a second. I just want us to think about how sometimes past clutter can prevent us from really experiencing something that we need to for the moment. So here Jesus came to do mighty miracles for them, and they were so stuck on what they had already known about Jesus. Wait a minute. We know his brothers, his dad's a carpenter. We know his sisters. He's like, what does he think he's doing? They were so stuck on that that they couldn't even appreciate the fact that he was trying to do miracles for him. They were stuck in their own emotional clutter. Okay, verse 7. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two and gave them power over unclean spirits and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse and be shod with sandals and not put on two coats. What is he telling them? He's telling them, don't clutter your life up with things so that you can't be productive, right? Verse 10, and he said unto them, in what place soever ye enter into the house, there abide till ye depart from that place. And whosoever shall not receive you nor hear you when ye depart thence to shake off the dust from your feet for a testimony against them. Verily, I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick and healed them. And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said, that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. And others said, that it is Elias. And others said, it's a prophet, or is one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, no, it's John, whom I beheaded. He's risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in the prison for Herodias's sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It's not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel with him and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and unholy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains and chief estates of Galilee. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod, and then that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it to thee. And he sware unto her that whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it to thee unto the half of my kingdom. And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by, and the charger, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry. Yet for his own oath's sake and for the sake which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while, for there are many coming and going, and they had no leisure, so as much to eat, and they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of the cities, and out went them, and came together unto him. And Jesus said, When he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion towards them, because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away. 
and they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. And he answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? And he said unto them, Well, how many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they said, Five loaves and two fishes. And he commanded them to make them all sit down by companies unto the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves, gave them to the disciples and set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they did eat of the loaves that were about 5,000 men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get up into the ship and go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Do you see how, how cluttered their lives are? It's like so busy, so crazy. Their fellow disciple whom they loved dearly, John, was just beheaded. They were grieving deeply. And yet there's so many people wanting help. And there's so much that the, that Christ wants to teach them. And there's so many people thronging around them. They can't get away. And there's needs that need to be taken care of immediately. Like there's hungry people and there's things to be done. And finally, he's like, okay, I'm going to send you guys away. Go get away, you know, so that you can have this opportunity to just declutter your minds, right? Because they had been so crazy busy. Okay, let's see. And verse um, 46, and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when evening was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land, and he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea. And he would have just passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and they cried out. For they all saw him, and they were troubled, and immediately he talked with them, and he said unto them, Be of good cheer, it's I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them, unto the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves, beyond measure, and they wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they had passed over and came into the land of the Gennesaret, and drew to the shore, and when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew him. And ran through that whole region round about, and began to carry about in beds those that were sick, where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or countries, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch it, if it were but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. All right, so how did Jesus deal with this cluttered situation? There was all this stuff going on. But what did Jesus do? He organized and fed the people, right? Jesus had been just dealing with the death of one of his dear friends, but yet he realizes the people are needy and they're wanting healed and they need taught. And he has a great desire and a compassion for the people to get their needs met. And he provides for them. What does he do? He provides above and beyond because not only did he take the little bit of food that he had and multiply it, but he actually had extras, right? He had 12 extra baskets. Did you ever think about the 12 disciples that they had each got a to-go box to go with them on their ship ride? Jesus sent them away and he goes alone to pray. That's the other thing that can be very helpful in a cluttered situation of our emotions. Just it, try to empty your mind so that you can pray, get a hold of God. But look what happens 
when he looks out, he's out there praying, but then he looks out in the, the water and he sees his disciples are struggling. He sees they're in this storm. They're going to drown. You know, no matter what is going on in our life, Jesus sees our needs. No matter what, he's going to come to help us. And I, for the first time, noticed that it said Jesus walked on the water toward them and then he was just going to pretend like he was just going to go right on by them. But until they all, all of a sudden called out to him, like he was just going to tease them or something. I don't know. <laughs> kind of funny. Sort of like throwing a lighthearted moment in all the chaos. He's walking in the water. He could have done anything, but he acts like walking on the water is just a common event. You know, I do this all the time. But when they called out in fear, then he hollers to him, don't worry, it's just me. Don't be afraid. But think about the disciples at this moment in time. They're grieving. They're exhausted. They're tired. They're dealing with life and death situations. They've been through a terrible storm. And now it goes to Paris. Do you ever feel like sometimes your emotions are just so crammed full of so many different things? Tired, exhausted, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted, can't get sleep. Have you ever found yourself kind of in that situation? Well, guess what? Jesus is coming to your rescue. All along, God was planning to come to the rescue. Don't forget that. He's coming to rescue us from our emotional distresses. But first, we might have to do a few of the things that happened, what Christ did when he had this cluttered situation in his life. He's like, everybody, just sit down and eat. And how would that translate for us today? Kathy, why don't you just sit down and feed on the Word of God? Just sit down for a minute and read the Word of God. Get some good from it. Get some nourishment from it. And then you can go on your way. I read a quote that says, Get rid of clutter, and you may find that it was blocking the door that you have been looking for. That's by Katrina Mayer. Who knows, but, you know, sometimes God has a good promise for us. He's got something that he wants us to take hold of in faith. But if we can't get rid of the emotional clutter that's in our way to see the scripture that God's trying to give us or to listen to him try to speak to our heart, if we have so much clutter about this is not fair, this shouldn't be happening to me, if we hold on to that clutter, we might miss the very opportunity that God is trying to show us how much he loves us and how much he cares. So Jesus will come to take care of our needs. He's going to feed us. He's going to take care of us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. He's going to take care of us in every way. And we can take comfort and encouragement from that. But we might have to first get rid of some emotional clutter so that we can soak up the good that God would have for us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will put the Bible verses in the show notes. And if you would like to contact me, you can email me at godinthegrief at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. Also, I would be honored if you would hit that subscribe button. All right, until next time, goodbye.